like we should, yeah, I, maybe by turning that meter down, it's kind of like a slow rollout of the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Like we could we could hide the pandemic in that. <laughs> As part of the pandemic is that we also roll out the vaccine. The vaccine's like a what is it? It's not a false flag. That's not what I'm talking. That's not the no, word I'm looking for. The virus like- <laughs> itself was well. It was just a means to getting. Donald Trump out of office. <laughs> it was the plan. It's all part of the plan. Damn it! So the vaccine. So the thing about the vaccine is not that like they're planting chips. It's just it's still just a, a decoy from us just turning the that's knob right. down. Yeah, on the We're disease. Just, yep, that's right. That's also Got manufactured. It. The whole thing was manufactured. As someone who's very passionate about microchips, I'd just like to say welcome to episode thirty-two of Off the Crossbar. <laughs> that's right. The Real Lake Podcast. I do like microchips. And a pandemic pod. Just kidding. This is not a pandemic podcast. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if we were those guys? Oof. You know, and I've seen they're having a rough week. I'm not going to lay it on too thick. Like I think a lot of them were expecting the mass arrests at the inauguration, and that didn't happen. So, um, yeah. I also I heard about something I hadn't heard before. Had, had you guys heard of like these supposed mass blackouts that were going to happen? Mass blackouts? Just on Twitter, but yeah. Oh, you saw people. Okay, so I actually hadn't heard about that one, but I heard about it through my mom, who was warned by, I have an aunt who is... Uh, Deep well, in the queue. Well... Full-fledged queue. No, what's interesting is, well, maybe now, but my whole life she's just been re- really like quirky and weird, like communicates with aliens like once a day through like a meditation session. She's but done that, that like my yeah, whole that life. weird? Well, oh, you're right. Well, That's I'm saying, definitely not. I'm mean, not to the weird part yet. Oh, uh, <laughs> can't she, wait uh, for the weird part. <laughs> well, she's just she's just funny. Like she uh, she's just always been kind of kooky, um, and but I don't know. I mean, totally seemingly a political person. From uh, I know she used to like hate George. But, oh, I think I learned that from my mom that she was a 9/11 truther. I think at one point, um, which is kind of interesting. So. Um, but I heard apparently she she warned my mom and her siblings like just in case like some blackouts happen like uh, there's really incredible things going on behind the scenes but you no need to worry like there's going to be a fake nuclear attack but I just if it doesn't happen then it's okay I just wanted to it's I just wanted to warn you all like I love you all too much to not warn you so she isn't she's certainly not like an aggressive Q type where they are like purposely trying to um instigate things with their family but anyway so not a pandemic podcast this is this is uh, off the crossbar so last i checked <laughs> last i checked and i as i saw in the boys were back in zen caster this says <laughs> off the crossbar episode 32 so that's where we are yeah can you believe it's been 32 episodes since we uh rebooted this terrible podcast that it is pretty funny <laughs> I, I love how much matt just like i don't want to use a swear word but he craps all over this podcast all the time like with every possible opportunity it is and funny. Yet we love this thing i know it's way us three. i don't know about the listeners but us no, three we love doing this thing. it's so fun <laughs> i'm um, still amazed we have listeners i'm just happy to record with you guys remotely yeah. Once every one to three and a half weeks. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, this is our off season schedule. 
Um, <laughs> That's why it's taking so long in between episodes. I, 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 I mean, I was telling. To build up, so. Yeah, yeah, I was true. telling. Um, I was telling Matt like I was scared to record because I kept thinking they were going to announce like the ownership change like the next day and we would record we didn't want to be like those rsl show guys who recorded right before a, a large player signing that was released publicly in the news um i'm ref- of course referring to someone what we will be talking about later but uh oh, yeah speaking of so i should look at the doc to see what we're talking fun, about what yes we have a document have fun waiting till next week to listen to the rival pod talk about mr bobby wood you don't even have to wait. You can hear it now or today. Not yet because we have a social hour or two. We, yeah. we may have to, Trevor, Matt and I also were talking about the idea of extending social hour by nearly double the time because we now have a lot more RSL podcast competition. Have you noticed this? I have noticed this. What's, Suddenly what's RSL is the hot podcast topic of, I don't know, people who... Never mind. I can't think of anything nice to say about <laughs> Spence Checkets. People who don't have any other like outlet That's to right. you know speak about sports, they they need to I have know. another podcast. That's right. So we now have I okay. So Trey's podcast. Wait, is that a different one or is that the one with Spence Checkets? I can't keep track. That's so a different one. Thing. I, Trey has a different one. Yeah. But I think Trey is also kind of involved in Spence's, or maybe he That's was just a I guest thought. on the first episode. No, I think it's hit. I think Trey is spearheading it. So he's, he's doing spearheading both. both of them. I, that's my understanding. Okay, well then I should very much stop <laughs> talking crap about Spencer checking his podcast. No, I, I also told Matt, Matt and I, I, was, I said, or I can't remember where I mentioned this, but I said, that this is a this is a propaganda free podcast. We yes. we don't care about who we offend. We don't give an f about nothing. We <laughs> say all the things. I mean, to be fair, the RSL show guys they do they did talk a lot of crap on Corey Barrett, even though they knew that his dad was an avid listener week to week, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cute, actually. I know it actually was pretty endearing. Um, our, our avid listeners include your mom, who is great. That's right. Oh, and I just mentioned a story about her sister. So, ho- mom, I hope Aunt Christy does not listen to this because she might be kind of <laughs> mad at me again. She got mad at me one time because I tweeted about her her smoking weed, and uh, it was like a whole thing because she was oh, on my Twitter. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, she, she well, she snitched on me to me. Well, I I tweeted about it thinking it was funny, but I didn't. She, she was concerned about like the NSA tracking her down. But uh, I mean, that's fair, though. Yeah, I'm sure the NSA is going to track her down via her nephew's hey, podcast talking, about sports. Wow. That's where they need to get their information from. I'm, I'm going to actually move our hosting over to a Russian hosted server soon, so it'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. A Russian hosted server is that working with someone that you recently met on a two week trip? Ooh, in the states. Yeah, his name is. Uh, I think it's. I don't want to be too specific here. Why uh, Mavsistian? I think. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like how we're mixing. I know. Yeah. Oh, that, that's no, that's very specific. You're you're M. M. Yeah, you're M. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yes. Um, <laughs> 
me and completely unrelated please follow my new parlor account uh it's good i post a lot of i don't have a parlor account i don't know how to make one i think in order to get verified on parlor you have to provide your social security number which is hilarious yeah, and a blood sample i think so oh nice i'll come over and help you with that I, no danger in me coming over right nope we are good we're all good but uh, also is part so parlor like Sorry, this is Trevor catching up on the news. You're good. There was a judge who said that Amazon was okay to not host Parler because yeah. obviously. Um, so is Parler being hosted anywhere yeah, still? Yeah, some Russian like. So oh, wait, it's, it's yeah, kind of through the Russian. Yeah, of course. I just made that so joke like 30 seconds ago. Only yep. part of it is being hosted in Russia, which is interesting. That's a oh. denial of service protection. Oh, that's right. um, it's actually being hosted in, I think, Washington State, a company called Epic with a K, oh. who hosts a number of other right-wing websites. Okay. They're right. very, okay. quote, free speech focused. Thank nice. you very much for keeping up on our right-wing free speech focused. What's funny the is like, it just, at some point, like when you get so many death threats on a website, they end up starting instituting rules anyway. So it's just like a matter of time until that happens again but hey who knows you know who who the freak knows but yep. hey that's why we're in social hour we can all figure it out together it's true matt what's been going on with you socially so i am midway through season two of succession nice. which has been really good um and jenny and i have been re-watching arrested development we've oh, never actually God. watched it all together um season four was rough we you know especially the first half of season four um, and we watched, it was actually my first time watching the recut episodes. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So season four was like the new, the, the first, first of the, the new, new ones. Seasons. Yeah. Like the, like eight years later episodes. And right? like Michael Sarah's in college or whatever. And yeah. They, you could tell they filmed it all very like separately away from each other. Yeah. And I, I definitely struggled under that. I think they would have been much better off doing 10, you know, 10 episodes with a shorter time, you know, time frame for recording yeah. um, and having yeah. everyone together. That said, like, um, we know now that certain members of the cast were problematic with their, their coworkers and abusive. Um, uh, so that's, you know, that's not great. Yeah, no, that's not great. Um, yeah, I, so I haven't, I remember, I remember feeling very indifferent about that. Like, I, I, I don't know, for some of those like reboot type things, I always feel like an initial rush of excitement. And then I'm like, yeah. is this something I actually want? And it's usually not. Um, I was just talking the other day to um, my, I think I was talking to my mom about it. My mom's, wow, making a lot of uh, appearances in my brain today uh but about like how many reboots of uh or like how many new star wars series they announced and i'm like i get kind of overwhelmed like disney marvel announcing like you know we're doing like 20 new spinoffs of star wars i'm like hmm okay like i don't know about that <laughs> to be honest it feels very oversaturated sometimes yeah i mean they're targeting like the hardcore fans with that right yeah like, the problem is not i mean you don't make money just with hardcore fans with a thing like star wars right i know and maybe they but, want to convert everyone to be a hardcore star wars fan but i don't yeah. i don't think it's going to happen i hope it doesn't happen it's, I think it's too late like anyone who was ever going to be a huge like star wars fan probably either was already yeah and, but you know i think that's fair so Other we got that, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I've been watching or I watched the first two episodes of WandaVision, which was good. Oh, I just I'm added very that curious about list. that. Um, and other than that, you know, I think it's been, I don't know, it's been three weeks and the world's been pretty calm in that time. Um, so I don't really have anything yeah. to add. Like, I definitely didn't watch uh, probably 12 to 14 hours a day of uh, <laughs> TV news. Um, but, you know. That's good. That's yeah. good. For some reason, you know, like this week especially – since the whole Capitol Hill thing, I've been I've been doing a good job at not watching or paying attention to any news. I don't know why that is, but like this week in particular, I, I've also been busier at work. But um, that would do it. That would do it actually, and it's been nice to, uh, I mean, not pay as much attention to things that are completely out of my control. I guess so. You know, just uh, chilling hard. But what else on the uh, social hour, Matt? Just same old. Same old, just I write a board game newsletter, which you can see on my Twitter. And uh, <laughs> I've been like really diving into that and prepping for you know few weeks ahead. Nice. So I'm not doing everything on Sunday night. Trevor, what's going on with you socially? Socially? Yes. I, I feel like social hours has turned in, like, and I get it because we're all staying home. But I feel like it's turned into like, what are you watching on Netflix and HBO? Right. That's pretty much what we're asking. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I started Answer watching. You feel fit. What? Answer however you like, Trevor. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, what I've been doing besides work, because that's 90% of my life these days, um, I did start, I made a concerted effort. This is going to sound really stupid. I made a concerted effort to watch more Netflix because I realized that I'm paying like 15, to, I think. I got a new TV, so I got the 4K package now, which they recently update, updated up the price to i think it's 18 dollars a month now so i'm paying a lot of money for something that honestly i've used like two or three times a month so i feel like i need to watch it more in order to make mm -hmm. that dollar feel yeah but anyway so i started watching a little bit more and i can't get into any of the like series i started watching the crown gave up about halfway through that i watched uh, a little bit of Madam Secretary gave up a couple seasons into that. Don't know anything um, about that one. It's, um, it's I, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> it's just a regular old TV show. Anyway, um, but I did start watching a couple like true crime stuff again. I mm -hmm. dove into that a little bit. I learned Ooh, about the uh, I learned about the uh, Night Stalker. Oh, I saw that one advertised. It's okay. it's pretty good. Um, it. It was one of the, this is also going to sound weird, one of the few serial killers that I like had never heard of before. Mm. So it was an interesting, like to finally watch like a true crime thing about something that I had like no information on going into it. Yeah, that is interesting. And that, <laughs> it's funny, these every now and then people from like today pop up into these things that are recent history. Like this was mid 80s, right? Yeah. And in the mid 80s, so the Night Stalker quick quick explanation was a serial yes. killer around LA. He also committed a couple crimes up in a couple murders up in uh, San Francisco. Yes. Um, guess who was the mayor of San Francisco at the time in the mid eighties? Uh, let's see. Ooh. Ooh. Um, uh, you know who it is. Is it the one that uh, Kamala Harris was dating? No. Okay. No. Was it Garcetti at the time? No, Garcetti's the LA mayor now. 
Oh, that's right. Uh, oh, I was Nancy thinking Carson. maybe Garcetti's dad. <laughs> You're Nancy very Pelosi? close, Matt. It is not Nancy Pelosi. <sighs> Diane Feinstein. It is Diane Feinstein. Okay. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's they, when she put the Confederate flag out in front of her office. <laughs> Could have. Didn't see anything about that on this. But she uh, comes out. A, so this guy goes around and he just kills a whole bunch of people in L.A. And then kills a couple up in uh, San Francisco. Right. And so Diane Feinstein steps in and goes like completely against all the police advice. And just like go holds a big old press conference. And just like puts out all of the information that the police are like, hey, Here's who this guy is, but don't tell the public any of this because this is like key investigation yeah. stuff. She just like blurts it out on the nine <laughs> o'clock news, like like almost destroys the entire investigation. Amazing. Perfect. So, anyway, so I watched that and that one was pretty good. And then I watched one on the mafia. I think it was called Fear City. Fear um, City. Yeah, it's about the mafia. And, documentary. It's like a, it's like a, three or four episode kind of limited series, I think you would say, but they have a couple interviews with a couple ex uh, mafia members. And then they have a bunch of interviews. It's it's a limited series, but it's a documentary style. Yeah. Kind of. Anyway, um, another one of our favorite people in the news today plays a major role in that. It was the early mid seventies, seventies, eighties in uh, New York. Do you know who was the, uh, one of the major attorneys prosecuting that case. Ooh, New York seventies. Oh, it'd be it would be it's going to be Giuliani. It's Giuliani. Giuliani. Okay, Rudy Giuliani. So Rudy I didn't Giuliani. I didn't have any idea he was involved in all that. But yeah, that was him before he was the mayor of New yeah, York. Rudy had a um, he had a, a reputation as being the guy who like took down all the mobsters. So yeah. I'm assuming it's based on some of the events that took place in this in this universe that you're experiencing. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, so I watched a couple of those and, uh, they're pretty good. Nice. That's cool. Um, other than that, not really a whole lot because I I did start watching. Stay at home. The keepers on Netflix. The keepers. Yeah. It's it's not like about the oath keepers. Is it? That's It's a a true crime, uh, Mm. documentary series. And it's really brutal. Um, it's like, uh, Ooh, is it eight? Is it in the eighties? Uh, eighties, like Baltimore, but like all it's, it's a, a, a nun, a couple, a, a nun who was killed and it's ties to like abuses in, uh, Catholic private schools. Um, yeah. So it, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly actually. And I, uh, don't recommend anyone with a, like easily squeamish watch that 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 thing but i i've been watching i might that. watch that tonight you, well yeah you should it's really good um i'm only halfway through it but um let's see okay guys you guys want to hear something cool that happened to me today yes I do. I okay this may not sound that cool but um it's Sounds it's cool it's, already okay so the sneaker market dun 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 oh, no yes okay so here's the thing so this doesn't sound cool anymore kyle i know i'm sorry but i have to tell you so for very limited sneakers like you know sneakers are a very collectible thing for a lot of people there are collaborations between like big uh sneaker companies like nike and adidas with smaller shops then they make like really limited runs of sneakers anyway so i 
there's been this they Nike had this collaboration with a small shop in Chicago called Notra and they were releasing the sneaker today and I was and it's one and I've been like okay I'm gonna I'm done buying sneakers for a while I'm trying to buy a house at some point and um but this one was the one I was like okay I'm making I'm making an exception for this pair. But the problem is, so so I say that, but here's the thing. Trying to actually buy the sneakers is like an entirely, like just because I want something doesn't mean I'm going to be able to get them for the price that the retail price. Some sneakers are released on like a, what's like a raffle system. And so I'm, I can win a raffle, but I'm not winning the sneakers. I'm winning the opportunity to pay the retail price for some sneakers. Like when I first explained that to Carly, like once upon a time, like I said, I was, I like was entering a raffle and she like asked if I won them. And I'm like, well, no, I didn't like, even if I didn't, but if I did win, I, I was, I was winning the opportunity to pay full price for these. Um, do you pay to enter this raffle? No, generally. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So I'm, there, I, it's it's generally just like it's free to enter a raffle. They're just giving, they're determining who can actually buy them for the retail price because okay. the speaker reselling market is so insane. Like I, okay, so there's this sneak, there's a drop today, and I was like, I'd already accepted that like I wasn't gonna get it, and I was so like bummed, but I was anxious. There's like u- sneaker YouTubers who live stream themselves trying to buy it, and like there were a couple of guys that were doing it today, and each of them had like tens of thousands of view viewers concur- like concurrently while we were while this drop was happening and i was like dude I, there's no way sure enough i uh you know i was really prepared right at 10 a.m i had a meeting that started at 10 a.m but i was a few minutes late so i <laughs> i um hopped in on the site i did a little trick where instead of refreshing right at the right time, I actually bookmarked this site on my um, browser bookmarks bar. And I just kept clicking on it right at the right time instead of refreshing because refreshing <laughs> takes longer. So I was just right at the right time, got into the site, did the captcha, but they also asked a question to try to, oh, there's also a whole like bot market. Like people make bots oh, buy, yeah. buy these things. Um but I, there was a question to weed out some of the bots and it was like, where's Notra located? And I was like, Oh, Chicago, boom, capture, select the boats, boom, got all the boats. Okay. 10 and a half. That's me. Okay. Now you're in line to check out. And that's, so now I'm just sitting here waiting and I'm in a queue and there's like these lines going and it's like, you're in line, like, please be patient. Like maybe you'll be able to get these. And my buddy, he had five of his family members uh all trying for them too and he was trying and i'm like dude and he's like dude no worries like if we get two pairs like i'll give you one and like you can buy them for me and i was like okay cool Sounds like sure a enough, sweet friend he gets through sold out but guess who got through first and it wasn't sold out this guy i got my the sneakers i really wanted i paid full price for them but like now i mean i'm gonna keep them but if i look up like how much they're reselling for right now let's see have you thought about waiting until they go on clearance (laughs) i wish i wish that was the thing for these i just like the look of them i don't like i don't care that they're super limited i just think they're really cool um kyle while you're looking that up let me ask you a question yes did a search for Nike Notra and I'm going to read a headline and you tell me if these are the shoes that we're looking at. Yeah. Notra and Nike's dunk, a different kind of dad shoe. Yes, that's it. That's it. Okay. I got the, I got the light, the light or wood color. It's really nice. Um, Hang on. Or wood is brown, right? 
Yeah, it's like yeah, it's really like light tan. It's either, it's either brown stuff. or blue. Um, yeah. So okay. I, yeah, I, I bought them. Yeah, they're cool. I bought them for one one hundred and fifty dollars. If I wanted to sell them as soon as I got them, I could sell them for six hundred dollars at a minimum right now. So yeah, one fifty is not bad for shoes either. Like for yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy about it. So, hey, big win for for this guy. That was uh, you know, <laughs> in, in these tumultuous times, it was nice to win one, huh? I never so, went sneaker like I I never get sneakers I want. So this all sounds like um, the PlayStation Five thing, dude. It, it is. It's like <laughs> I had friends who knew I was like in have like dealt with this for like with sneakers for a long time, and they were like. Dude, is this how like trying to buy sneakers can be? I'm like, oh, it's 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 usually way worse because you only get like one chance. But like, either like everyone has to be on the side at a specific time. Everyone's following Twitter accounts to like get notifications. It's it's yeah. crazy. So yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a thing. I but it's usually not a video games thing, which it's still happening even for PS5s today. Like it's still hard to get one. I saw people oh, yeah. struggling yeah, was, on Twitter today. It's another part of my social hour update. Still no PlayStation Five. Dude, that's that's wild that it's I mean, we're in it's nearly February. They were like, as soon as the new year, we're good. But yeah, and yeah, it was released like almost uh, two months ago at this point. And it's still like not available for purchase anywhere. It's weird because it's after Christmas and it's like, who's even like buying the resale? Like people are fine to be if you didn't get it in time for Christmas, then it's like, why are you even trying that hard at this point? So, yeah, exactly. Um. So that was that was new. What else? What else have I been up to? Because that was literally just today. I feel like I've been working quite a bit. Um, let's see. What have I been watching? I've been watching that Keeper show. Oh, I got I got a Sundance. I got a Sundance Festival pass. It's oh, like the, all, they're doing it like all virtual this year, right? Yeah, there are like in person ones. Not actually in Utah. Weirdly, there's like Sundance satellite locations, but yeah. weirdly not here. But um well i'm glad it's not i'm, I'm glad yeah. i'm, I'm yeah. just surprised uh so that's next that's a week starts a week from today i uh, am pretty excited for that gonna watch a whole bundle of movies and you know what's interesting is i um it, i mean it, it was it's cheaper than a normal festival pass but I, um, the day, the day before I was, I was trying to figure out what pass I should get. If I should try to get just like a one day one or like a weekend one. And I ended up getting the full one because the day before I bought my pass, I got a call from my dentist office and they said, hello, Kyle, uh, your insurance paid for more than we were expecting on your last, whatever crown crown I got. Cause I had to get a root canal we're refunding you $250. And I was like, nice. That's a surprise. So because I got that free money, it was like, I got a free coupon, a $250 coupon on the Sundance pass. So how much, wow. how much is a Sundance pass? The full festival pass this year was three fifty. I can watch unlimited everything. Oh, so. Yeah, I know. It's I quite, realize it was that expensive. Well, I, mean, normal, I guess I should have figured, but yeah, yeah normal no Sundance tickets for each showing are $20 a ticket. So like per movie per movie. Yeah. So, okay. I did the math and I am going to come out ahead, but anyway, and I get to watch them from home. And so I'm going to spend a lot of time next week watching movies and I'm excited. Well, 
That's that sounds good. really nice, actually. Like, That's I'd great. rather watch a movie at home than with a bunch of strangers around me. Yeah, at this, it's tough because I like I like going to theaters a lot, but I am looking forward to this. To be honest, I did go to one movie. There was one movie that my my diabetic friend. I'd, I'd mentioned that he's diabetic because we were like in long debates about whether or not we should go to a theater. And uh, we did go see a movie a few months ago. We were like some of the only people in the theater. We, there was three total. And we were like monitoring how many seats were taken. But I did that once and I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do that again. But yeah, we, we did the same thing. And same. It was it was just felt too uh, nervy, I guess. Yeah, I was like too. I was like. I, like I the third person in the theater like I heard like cough once and I was like I just feel too uncomfortable so I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna not do this again until I can so yep. anyway what but, did you hey, see uh I saw Possessor really really great like sci-fi horror film um all right thoroughly enjoyed it it's made by uh uh let's see Cronenberg wait what's the older Cronenberg's name the uh Stan David it's made by Cronenberg's son whose Brandon. name is also, that that's the son the older one's David Cronenberg I think right or Stanley Cronenberg I'm telling you the director of Possessor is Brandon Cronenberg oh is that all we were looking for no well that is but I'm just trying to remember his dad's name say David and he was uh, the son of director David. this year and was really great there we go. Nice. Yeah. So it was Brandon's like, I think it was his first movie that he's done. It was incredible. I really enjoyed it. But hey, uh, we did a kind of a decently long social hour. We joked about doing double at the time, but you know, you know, was, we, we've gone longer, right? We got to, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So longer. Should we talk about uh, RSL soapboxes slash off the crossbars, trademarked notes and news? Yeah. Um, nice. I haven't filed the trademark form, so hopefully nothing bad has happened. Direct, yeah, direct all complaints to Heath at rslsoapbox.com. <laughs> Heath is pretty great. I don't think he listens. I bet he's too busy, but... Yeah, he's an actual lawyer, so he doesn't have the time, but... Uh, <laughs> and I, I guess we should legally note he is not our lawyer. He uh, does sorry. not represent us. Well, he, he did yeah. give me his... I think he said... What did he say that one time to us? Like, I mean, he's not our lawyer, but he's kind of like, you know, if you ever get into some serious legal trouble, <laughs> like, give me a call. Just he didn't say that either. Yeah. I, I think he mentioned one time, like you can, whatever. I'm not going to hire, hire him if we can hire him. He's a lawyer for hire. He's like, I'll give him for services. Uh, he will the same deal I give everyone else. You can hire me as your attorney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we get started on these notes and news okay yes what's the um, first one matt um and we're going to save analysis for the analysis portion of the podcast that seems like a good so idea we're just gonna, this is just going to be a reading and then yeah. we'll talk about uh, it and like yeah, a brief reaction but but brief but and no we'll talk about them in more more depth uh so the first is Corey baird has left the club uh he's gone oh. to lafc on a five hundred thousand dollar I mean, dollars in air quotes there. It's allocation money. Um, cool. Yep. Oh, and an international slot for a year. 
Yay. That's really weird. But um, I can't. We really better get our permanent one back. Yeah, I, I am honestly. I think Corey Baird going to LAFC is a, probably a win-win. But I don't know how much time he's going to get it. LAFC. But you'd have to think that Bob Bradley wanted him there for a reason. Right? Like, I don't know. That's a good amount of allocation money for Corey Baird. Yeah, it sounds nice. Yeah, it sounds about right. I mean, I know that that we don't like Corey Baird as RSL fans <laughs> lately. He's been no, he's he's fine. He's been problematic. He was problematic this season. Like he wasn't a great player. We know yeah. that he wasn't as good as we thought he could be. If he's as good of a player as he should have been, or we we thought he was going to be, five hundred thousand sounds about right. Yeah, for a guy like on the the fringes of the national team. Um, consistent goal scorer, that kind of guy, MLS role player. That's about the consistent goal scorer, but <laughs> he, like said, he wasn't consistent this year. But yeah. in previous years, he's pretty good. You, he had the good former U.S. Men's National Team player Corey Baird. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of the players who had like five or more shots, he had the lowest shots on target percentage. Of, I know he was I, very. I he's he been very of, bad. Netum, maybe. But yeah, he uh, was. I think that not where he should be. Under a better coach, we could probably expect better things from him. That's fair. I but mean, also, he like, won't be starting though. Yeah, right? that's true. I don't know. Uh, he'll probably get spot starts. I imagine he would. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's from that area in California, so he's probably happy to be home. I think that's Isn't where. He? Wait, no, he's from San Diego. I think, but I mean, that's no. close enough. Um, I think that's his dad. I, his dad was i saw his dad's twitter account because he was tweeting back and forth the rsl show and i thought it said escondido um, it does yeah okay yeah so you know that's probably good who's i mean lafc i don't who's their starting center forward is it diego rossi he's so small carlos vela so I thought he like plays like kind of like a right wing for that. Yeah, maybe kind of a hybrid role. Yeah, so Vela, Rossi, and Rodriguez are their front three, I'm pretty sure. They also have Bradley Wright Phillips as well. So I'm really curious where he is on the depth chart. There. Do they still yeah. have Bradley Wright Phillips? I thought he was let go. Oh, was he? Oh, I thought he was either let go, and I thought he signed as a free agent with Columbus. Columbus or Cincinnati? Yeah, he did leave. I forgot. Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, it was Columbus. But the, and let's see. Let's see, Christian Torres. They've got like, I don't know. They're I feel good. like they've got a lot of players that are obviously way better than Baird. But I yeah. think picking up Baird is gives them license to then sell those players. Like if you're going to sell like Diego Rossi this upcoming season would be a great one to do it. He's still Ooh, young and would still right. go for a lot of money. So I think I don't know this much about the these roster like concerned. or like roster planning, but that's what I feel like the move getting Corey Baird is is just so that they can have somebody there if they sell somebody up front. Dude, hit, uh, Diego Rossi's goal scoring record is insane. Yeah, for no, a he, year. I mean, he's like, I mean, he's kind of a four. He's kind of a center for. I don't know. He wears the he wears the nine, but um, I mean, he's not like he's that. He's scoring every other game. <laughs> Like, that's his record right now. Yeah, and in 2020, it was 14 goals in 19 games, so. 
Wow. Okay. Corey Baird, on the other hand, had two goals from 21 games. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next item. Uh, we have officially signed Rubio. Ru- is it Rubin or Rubin? Rubin? I always want to say Rubin, but I don't have no clue. It's probably Rubin. Usually I'm a pretty big stickler about getting people's names right, but honestly, I have no clue on that one. Most recently, having played for the San Diego Loyal and also was at one point. uh, It is Rubin. Rubin, actually a national team player as well. Um, Was he a Jurgen Klinsmann guy? I think he predated no 2014. So yeah, that's cl- no, that's uh. So he he was kind of the the cusp of the Klinsman era where he was kind of pegged as a a kid to watch, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I signed him up on the manager once, and he was great. <laughs> as we all know he he was in the FC Utrecht Academy, I think, for a minute there. Yeah. Um, I. I don't know. This is a good signing. I, I I forgot that we hadn't talked about this, or I thought this had maybe happened. But um, yeah, he. This is a cool signing, I think. Yeah, Trevor. It's a player who the skeptics. Oh you. yeah, that's a good idea. What? I, I figured you're going to be skeptical about this. I, I am skeptical about this. I'm skeptical <laughs> about any player that bounces around from club to club or can't seem to like get in and stay in form yes um i'm skeptical about players that get injured early and often he doesn't really fall into that category but he he seems like he has the right pedigree to be a really good player the right upbringing but like he was without a club for a little bit and then he landed at san diego and i get i guess he did really good at san diego i've never paid attention but people who did said he did really good um which is great but at the end of the day he did really good at a USL team. Doesn't always trans- translate to an MLS team. And he That's was just right. kind of okay for the most part in, when he was in Europe, it seems like. But well, I didn't really ever follow his career yeah. super religiously. So I honestly don't know much about him. But I'm, I'm just a little skeptical of players that are young and have still played in two or three continents and for skeptical a couple of different players. Who are young. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, so, I mean... He is kind of a, I mean, he's a depth signing. Like, I don't even know if he's going to come in and immediately like start because we still have a, on, uh, he's a winger, right? I think he's a center forward. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. I thought he was. Well, ho, ho. guess we'll see what happens then because next our, on the notes news, who did we sign? Uh, Matt, no, I know you've been waiting. Nobody yet, but it's uh, one Bob Wood, I think is his name. Bob Woodward. Robert. Robert Robert Woody? Wood. Robert Woodward. Yeah. Robert, Robert Rood. <laughs> with a, it's it's actually W. Robert with a W. So Robert and his last name is Rood. R-O-O-D. So. Anyway, it's one, one Bobby Wood is rumored to be joining. And. Uh, well, yeah. is it a rumor? Because the athletic said he has been signed. He is signed. Yes, agreed a deal, but until until we see it a press release, it's technically a rumor, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I guess that's fair. It's a substantial really rumor. I'm really excited about this song. Yeah, I think Trevor, it's a good timing. All right. No, I'm, honestly, okay. here's the thing. I Bobby Wood, I know has 
gone up and down, but I <laughs> feel I'm excited about it. I, I think nice. this is we the level it. for, I think he has shown that he is obviously a very talented player before and we've seen yeah. it. My only concern is that we haven't really seen him play a whole lot because he's been playing in the second Bundesliga. But other than that, I'm really excited for him. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. We'll we'll get into all this in the analysis portion, which we'll hash out some of these, what these mean for the roster because each, each one on their own is, is interesting, but together, I think it, we we're starting to get a coherent picture. Um, Here's one that doesn't, really give us a coherent picture and that's uh jeff Duznup from caveville utah oh is he the goalkeeper we signed the 16 year old 16 year old goalkeeper okay <laughs> uh pretty cool yeah i don't I, yeah i'm excited that we're signing a kid just because that usually means that he's shown a lot of promise yeah yeah but he's still a child so yeah yeah. you'd have to think that if we signed him when he's 16 he would have had to have had like clubs contacting him right um or the expectation but it could just be a result of the team realizing that they're losing players because they're not trying to do anything about it until the kid's 18 and we've lost a couple players that way. So I feel like it's not necessarily that other people are trying to sign him or that he's talking about going somewhere else or anything like that. Yeah. I honestly think this is more a reaction to losing talented players and they just want to kind of get them locked up as best they can. But like I said, I don't know anything about Duznup except that I've heard his name before and I don't really hear a lot of 16-year-old kids from the academy these days. So, yeah. It sounds promising, but I don't think he's anybody that we're really going to worry about seeing or anything like that for probably several years at this point. At the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Godspeed. Who's our next signing, Matthew? (laughs) This is the most exciting (laughs) signing of all of them. And it's uh, Colorado Rapids legend Pablo Mastroeni, who we've notably said is a very... We we all love him, right? And we we are. We I'm on the record as, as absolutely unequivocally loving this man. I don't think I've ever said a bad word about him. So this hadn't happened when we recorded last, right? <laughs> I don't think so. So, okay, for a little bit of for a little bit of background, uh, the person who Kyle Beckerman is to like other teams in the league, Pablo Mastroeni was that guy for us and is like infamous in RSL lore for like being just like the ultimate instigator both as I mean he was a player at Colorado for a long time and uh then coached the Rapids for a couple couple years one being a disastrous year in which he was fired because they didn't they did terribly um he I'm so confused still by this, but apparently he's like good friends with Kyle Beckerman, who uh, I guess facilitated this coach signing. And we, yeah, Um, he and Kyle are, I I heard this on the RSL show. Uh, Pablo and Kyle are like 
are like best friends and he's slash he's Kyle's mentor. So again, Kyle's also leaving. <laughs> he's retiring. <laughs> so I don't understand what's happening really, but um, yeah, we've got a super villain as a, as an assistant coach who this does appear to be very similar. I mean, obviously when Petke replaced Kassar, he was brought in to be the Monarchs head coach, but brought I don't in know. Quotes though, right? Yeah, but this is like, I don't know, it's pretty weird. And I also, based on his record, I certainly don't want him to be our head coach, but who knows, man. And we still don't have a new owner, so. Yeah. It it just really adds some confusion to this. Yeah, so strange. Like, we've done like, I mean, and if you told me that going into an offseason in which we wouldn't have an owner, uh we would sign Rubio, Rubin, Bobby Wood, and Pablo Mastroeni would be an assistant coach. I'd be like, who in the world was in charge? And what was that? Like, how did any of that happen? But hey, whatever. I'm just along for the ride at this point. That's all you can be along for. Yeah. That's just, uh, it's so strange. Wild times. What do you, what do you think about it, Matt? Um, you know, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't like it. It just sort of is like, and I have no idea. Like I conceptually understand what an assistant coach does. Um, I have no idea what they actually do. Yeah. Um, and part of that's because they all do different things, right? Like sometimes the assistant coach is like the locker room guy. Sometimes they're the enforcer and sometimes they're actually the ones running the scenes the whole time. Uh, while Mike Petke does whatever he did. Now we can yeah. guess what that was, but it's probably not appropriate for a podcast. That's right. So I don't know. This I'm just on the Barstool Sports Network. Oh no. <laughs> you know? I'm I'm uh, extremely lukewarm. I don't know if you can be extremely lukewarm, but I don't know. It's I I can't get excited about it. Like he was a Colorado Rapids like legend. Yeah, um, they're really pissed about it. So I, I guess know. that's the only thing that's, that makes me happy good. about it is that Rapids fans are pissed about it. Yeah. Because it really would be like if Kyle Beckerman like went and coached and was an assistant at the Rapids like next year. Or if he took over RSL, got fired for being terrible and then went and coached well, at the Rapids. That, I yeah, guess. That's the thing. Like uh, Masaroni was last an assistant coach had the only team in the Western Conference to be worse than us in 2020 at Houston Dynamo. So uh, his track record doesn't give me hope, um, but maybe he's what we've been missing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. Way to sell it. <laughs> yep. The only thing that I would really add is that, like, with assistant coach signings, I don't think there's ever been – I mean, I don't think there's ever been an assistant coach at like any team that has been signed and made like a truly massive difference. Uh, but yeah, anybody can know like point to and be like, yeah, but it's because this guy was signed. He's the he's the guy. The only like one that I can think of is maybe Yogi Lowe with the German national team. Yeah, but I guess. Other than that, like. I there's part of me that feels like we're making a big deal out of nothing because it's an assistant coach. Like who cares who the assistant think, coaches are? They don't right. really make I a think, difference. I think the big deal is that it seems like he's going to be like, 
like he's sitting there waiting to get moved into the head coach position. That's if it weren't like that, like say we had just hired a new head coach and that person also brought in. Um, yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, like yeah. that makes a bit more sense. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, it would still be like, wow, this is funny. Cause he was such a villain for so long. Like it's weird to see him here. Yeah. But, but you can celebrate that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I would feel a lot more like sure i i just don't understand the move when we don't have an owner we weren't in the need for an assistant coach i think i don't really know i don't know we, what the situation we lost is two, so yeah we okay. lost two already so like we need people to fill out the bench but <laughs> run somebody who it, yeah i don't know it just seems a little weird to me so it feels hey. like the the idea that he's coming in as like a possible head coach in the future. That's I feel like that's just like PTSD from the pet key thing. It, it maybe, is. Maybe. But also but how could it not look like that though? Cause he was, he was a head coach. So it's like, yeah, he did have he's, one the type, he's the type of person we would hire as a head coach too. He's like, he if, if you, oh, you didn't name like one, one person who, and I'm not saying this as like a moral judgment on them or who they are as people, but just like track record, like Peck, he was honestly a more, a far more successful, not, I don't know about far more, but he was a more successful coach than, than, uh, Pablo was. Oh, no, he was far more. I mean, he won a supporter shield, but he also had like incredible players. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but he the, like he's definitely the type of person we would hire historically and hire as a head coach. So that's what has me so worried. But again, it, this might all be a complete nonsense since we again have new ownership theoretically looming. Um, but who knows when that's going to happen? Theoretically, so, it's the right way to put that. I mean, it felt like it was. It still feels like it's looming, but I don't yeah. know when anything could potentially happen at this point. So it almost feels like whoever is potentially coming in, um, doesn't tell all their 18 children that <laughs> everyone else they know. That's right. I don't know. Yeah. And again, that person, like we heard from Sam stage at the athletic that like, uh, he expected Ryan Smith to be to buy. So, um, any time would be great, I think. Yeah. No time like the present. And he's doing some good things over at the Jazz, so. Yeah, yeah. Jazz are doing real, really well. We played tonight also on oh. TNT. Oh. So, I mean, you uh, know, from a, like a moral perspective, it'd be nice to have a, a coach or a coach, an owner. <laughs> coach would be nice, too. Um, that is like a, like does at least some good things despite being ultra wealthy. Yeah, he's if you're gonna pick a billionaire, you might as well get this guy. So yeah. <laughs> he hasn't accused anyone of you know molesting children or that's right. Implanted any chips in our I'd brains. Be, I'd be very surprised if I found if I found out Ryan Smith was in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book, you know. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's gonna Trevor what? <laughs> something else you said the jazz game and i wanted to look up the time of the jazz game so i was kind of like half paying attention to what you what guys were talking about what is the time and you I look tuned, so exasperated you're like I oh, tuned in at the time when you said epstein's black book <laughs> 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 like, what is going on no nah, 
this is stupid. I was looking at uh, the Knicks are playing the Warriors tonight. Mm-hmm. And you know me, I like to gamble. So I was trying to see what the lines were on it. And the Knicks and the Warriors both, the Knicks kind of suck and the Warriors aren't that great right now. Right. They're not as great. And yeah, the lines are just terrible on that game. That's all it was. Bummer. Warriors are favorites with a five-point spread, and I honestly don't know if they're five points better than the Knicks. They probably are, but they should be. But I honestly think? don't know. Dude, I wouldn't bet on any game this season. It's been an insane NBA season. No, so I That's tweeted about this, bad, but right? I've made probably 25 to 30 bets on the NBA so far. Or I've picked a result in 25 or 30 games, and I've gotten like two of them right. So Dude, I'm yeah. done betting on the NBA for a very Just long time, I think. Go the opposite of what you think. It's a no, classic that George doesn't work, man. <laughs> It doesn't yeah. work. And feel good about putting the money up for it. That's it. You just have to feel good putting money up for nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next item. I don't gamble (laughs) to make money or to win. I gamble because it makes watching games more entertaining. Oh, okay. That's really all it is. And like, yeah, we're not talking about hundreds of dollars or anything like that. So it's not that big a deal. But yeah, I can't pick. And last year, NBA was like, I was really good. I was winning like... 70% 70% of the bets that I made on the NBA. But so far this season, terrible. It's awful. Time's forgotten. Yeah. All right, next time, uh, uh, Justin Glad has signed a new deal. It's a four-year deal. Nice. Um, was it FDR who created the new deal? Yes. FDR yeah. created the new deal. He's the FDR of is this his third term with the team oh it it may just very well be yes mm. oh my gosh analogy. that really is actually i like that yeah. yeah so um i did hear when i I, th- I think i i i tweeted a while back about how like it was when the season was still going. I said something about how Justin was going to be gone. And then like, I don't know. I got, I got certain someone from a certain organization by the name of RS Lake. Wait, (laughs) Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Sorry. RS Lake. Um, who said we actually signed him to a new deal, uh, FDR style. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm glad he's sticking around. And the person was like, yeah, your tweet kind of freaked me out because I was like, wait, is he leaving? Is his contract up? And so he checked and learned that they'd signed him, which begs the question, why did it take them so long to announce that he had signed a new deal with RSL? Um, I have no idea, especially when RSL uh, could have used maybe some earlier good news. news. (laughs) Like that would make people happy. But instead they treated this like a new player signing. They were like teasing it. They're like (laughs) new player announcement tomorrow. And then it was Justin Glad. And it's like, that's not the way you should do that. (laughs) Don't ever do that again. Um, So yeah, I'm glad he's back. I, I'm also at a bit of a torn mindset because I still think he should have been sold to Europe. Like, two or three years ago but when he had value yep you know whatever um hope he gets he to be time. a lifer I, I i like lifers i think it's fun i'm fine yeah, if, if he wants to be a lifer then sure a good uh, one. yeah a regular Tony cool. Beltran, as it were 
Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I don't think we have it. Oh, we do have it in the analysis section. Sorry. Continue. Um, and in the notes and news. Yes. Um, okay. So the draft was today. Oh. We're recording this on January 21st. I wanted to say that so I could, with a little break, so I could fake it for the future or something. I don't know. Good. Um, so the first round pick, number seven, uh, that we had was Brett Halsey, who was referred to us by Jordan Allen. And that's the only thing I have to say about him. I mean, so I don't care about the draft. I've made that clear in the past, but I still follow people on Twitter who care about the draft. So I saw a couple mock drafts and here's the like awesome that Jordan Allen is involved. I love that he's coaching UVA and he referred us to him or something like that but it's not like this guy was like a secret most draft boards had him at the seven to ten position which is where he went so yeah was it really like a secret (laughs) that he's a good player we need all the help we can get so you know anyway oh whatever uh, draft is dumb all of these players Players are not dumb, but it's dumb that we draft players because they're just going to go to the Monarchs. Who was it? Somebody said earlier, I read somebody say that they're only excited about the draft because they get to see who next year's Monarchs players are. That's what it is. That's what it's been for the last three years. I cannot get excited about this. Sorry. So the only thing that gives me any pause for thought there is that uh, he is a Generation Adidas player, so he will have an RSL roster spot. And oh. we've never, ever had an RSL roster spot player play for the Monarchs. Oh, no, he could play for the Monarchs, certainly, oh, but okay. he will be so on the RSL. Play for the Monarchs all the time. I mean, he could. Who knows? But he will be so bad that we need to play our college rookies. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Probably not, but I don't know. We could have done that this year, though, or last year, and probably been better off than what we saw, so. No, probably not. Because drafted <laughs> players are not that good. You get like two a year. One of the things yeah. I wanted to do before we recorded, but I didn't have time, was like pull up drafts from the last like five years and find players that were drafted in the top 10 and just like <laughs> say their names and see if we recognize them, see if we can even say what team they're on or if they're even still in the league because a lot of them probably aren't. But it's what true. if you get a new like accounting intern out of it? Out of drafting a player, <laughs> isn't that? That's never isn't happened. That, isn't that good? Uh, isn't, isn't that a good thing he, to do? He is still uh, at Real Monarchs, actually. Which really? Is very, very strange to me. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. Good I for just, Kyle Coffee. Oh no, is that? Uh, is it Kyle Coffee? Is that no, who it is? Sam Brown? Sam Brown. Sorry, I was confused the two of them. Went to Harvard, interned with Real Salt Lake. Drafted by Real Salt Lake. <laughs> Probably doesn't listen to this podcast, so I think we're safe. But, you know. We've spoken no lies. We're just wondering how you're doing, dear brother. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kyle, do you want to take the next item as our union specialist? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the MLS Players Association and Major League Soccer are currently in... I'm, I'm, I'm talking like I'm reading this, but I'm not. Are currently in negotiations... Um, with the new uh, a new CBA because MLS uh, instituted or triggered the force majeure clause and is uh, doing away with the existing uh, stopgap CBA in order to do it again for the third time in three years. 
um, right? I think we're three and three years at this point. And boy, let me tell you. Oh, sorry. I unplugged my headphones. You guys can hear me, but I can't. Yeah. You guys. Talk, talk, talk. Uh, Trevor. Sorry. Uh, okay. Oh, we're good. So, uh, and oh, Don Garber took this time to send a letter to MLS fans via Twitter. That letter said, I suck as a commissioner. <laughs> I'm sorry for hurting all of your feelings. Um, and I wish I were better at being a commissioner. And regards, com- Commissioner Don Garber. Sorry, the text is really little, so I may have been paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's have my small for like an image you're posting on. It's so small. And it, it, it's like, like half the replies to him were basically like, okay, post again, but with a better font size. Like I tried to look at it and I simply couldn't read it. So I was like, I'll just look for the reaction on Twitter because I'm sure everybody else is going to explain it to me. When I clicked on the link, I was fully planning on reading some part of it. So I started ad-libbing because I forgot how tiny the text is. It's absurd. Um, So he basically was just like, you know, we're doing all that we freaking can. (laughs) And then the Players Association are mad, um, obviously, because I mean – these negotiations taking place uh, are, aren't really open to the public, but of course we get little things like this where Don Garber sends a letter talking to the fans when he really is just trying to create more um, sympathy for the owners. So um, I don't know. I think that there's going to be, I said this last year that there, I thought there was going to be a lockout and I would, kind of think that's going to happen again but it didn't happen last year but hey i think it's way more likely this year i mean the players so seem to be all basically on the same page with everything they yeah. seem to be really happy with the cba that they negotiated previously that was never actually ratified and when everybody was talking about when like the whole force majeure maybe might be a thing when that first started they were pretty vocal about that being garbage and that they didn't agree with it and so, I mean, the players have kind of held the same line for a while now about yeah. how they feel about it. And then, yeah, the owners and the commissioner have just done like everything that the players don't want and the players have not been happy about it. So, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like kind of a mess all around. And Garber's letter today did not improve the situation at all on either side. Like he, like you said, it, it's a play to like gain sympathy for the owners, but I don't think there's a lot of sympathy for the owners to begin with. And I don't think there was a whole lot of people that read that and were like, Oh yeah, this, we should, we feel bad for the billionaire owners who are struggling during COVID with being billionaires. Like, I don't yeah. think that that's not a prevailing sentiment these days. I don't think so. <laughs> Good yeah, luck yeah. to you, Don. Don't think it's going to work out, but so here's the thing: I don't, I don't think he's naive enough to think it would make a positive difference with fans. And well, maybe I'm wrong with that. And put it on Twitter, and that's yeah. that's where I keep coming back. Like I don't see a good reason to do that. Um, I it it's it's just strange, right? Like it didn't appear to be well received by the fans either. Well, <laughs> so. all the players are. Um. So either like he he massively screwed up or he was aiming to do something different. And that's that's the only I mean, maybe he's trying to incite the players a little bit. And that's probably for bad reasons. Um 
I don't know. Yeah, that's that's one of the things he alluded to was he was saying that they had made an offer to the Players Association, a new one for the new CBA, and they hadn't got a response. And yeah. that was kind of his to me, that seemed like the whole point was he was just trying to say, look, fans, we're trying to get something going here, but we're not getting anything back from the players. And woe is me. And I feel like you guys went like for me, my response to that is like, you already went through this like last year. That was their response. I don't think they've changed their mind. So whatever you did, whatever offer you sent to them, if they're not responding to it, like that should be a response in itself. Like it's garbage. You know what I mean? They don't need to come yeah. back to you and say, this is garbage, do better, or counteroffer. Just simply a non-response at this point is a response in and of itself. But whatever. I don't know how CBA negotiations work. I'm not privy to all that stuff. But yeah, it, it's not garnering any sympathy for me, for the owners or for Don. And I don't think it's garnering any sympathy from a large portion of the fan base. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm just reading through it again, and it's a, a lot of it is like, oh, it's been hard. And like, yeah, obviously, it's been a difficult situation for a lot of people. And uh, not having soccer in our lives would have been hard. But the problem is they actually, I mean, they played games, right? And they yeah, played they quite had, a few games. They All the players were like in a bubble for a month or whatever in Orlando and like the worst time of the year to be in Orlando. And then without all the fun stuff of Orlando, like Orlando has fun things to do, but not if you're stuck at a hotel for a month and a half. And then they kept exposing themselves more and more. They were definitely a higher risk category of people to get COVID. Yeah. And a lot of them did. And yep. now the league is just like trying to pretend like the season didn't happen because they lost so much money. Yep. Like bummer. You lost so much money, but so did a lot of other people. And it wasn't like the players, didn't do everything that you guys asked him to do anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to suspect that sports is actually bad. <laughs> but the yeah. show must go on and we must podcast. So, but, yeah. Yeah. What, anyway. would it, what would it be like if we didn't podcast? Wow. A boring world. It would be. That's, that's right. Oh, what years didn't we podcast? I was going to say, it wouldn't from when did Jason move? Like 2016, 2017? Sure. From like 2016 slash 2017 to about 2018 and a half, I think, is when we started doing this again. That sounds very right. Something like that. Those years, that's what it would be like, Matt. and a half. Yep. Yeah. All be. right. So there's that. Uh, next in the notes and news, I'm starting to realize, guys, that we've kind of jammed all our analysis in most of this. I know. We've I already mean, been doing analysis. So let's just talk about the RSL way and what it okay. is. Uh, Trevor, why didn't you lead us off on this oh. one? Did you read the document? <laughs> Matt, no. I think you might need to tell us about it. All right. So I, the RSL way is kind of a, it's intended to be like a high level comprehensive guide to uh, what Real Salt like philosophically, mostly off the field is. Really quick, and, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Can it be summed up as just a very long mission statement? Um, yeah, it's it's a mission statement with vision and values attached. Yeah, okay. That, I mean, that's, you know, that's, sorry, that doesn't sound interesting to me at all. But <laughs> so it's it's interesting to me uh, because it's a statement from the from the people who are left at the club 
as to what they want moving forward. And that's a statement that like would would be included in conversations with new ownership, um, that sort of thing. Um, I think people have taken it to be a little more than it is. It, it really is just a statement of values. And that's great. I actually think that's um, a really important thing right now. Yeah. Um, because we've been a valueless club for eight years. Yeah. And it'd, it'd be nice to have values again of, of any sort, period. I don't know. What do you guys think? Putting it that way, it does sound like a much better idea than, like I said, I didn't read it. So I'm coming from a place of ignorance and I probably shouldn't really <laughs> I mean, talk like too much. It's like 10 minutes of reading. So. I understand. It is super good. Yeah. And if it's coming from that kind of, um, that kind of position, like where people still at the club are like, this is what we had envisioned the club to be and what we want it to be in the future. I can get behind that, that idea a lot more than just like an elongated mission statement. Mission statements to me always seem really corporate and really jargony and really synergy. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. So as part of the RSL way, there is a mission statement within it that says yeah. to lead and inspire the soccer culture in Utah. But then they go into, um, you know, background, uh, historical background of the club, the history of the club of Utah and history of the club. Um, they talk about the philosophy of the club and, um, you know, core values, which I, you know, it is, it is a lot of like that marketing type speak, like pride, industry, harmony, community, and integrity, but like having these things, you know, set in 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 this type of fashion like they have a code of ethics area as well uh that talk about specifically like discrimination and harassment um which is probably uh worth having at this point in our club's history inspired um you know work-life balance which i think is kind of funny because i know well i hope i hope that I hope that does end up being a new reality for some of the people at the club who I know for a dang fact did not have a work-life balance because that was used as um, that was used as a as a point to make it to, to talk about how incredible the club was that they had certain people who work there who worked day and night um, by one Andy Carroll told us that and I was like huh that actually I told him to his face that that sounded awful <laughs> I, he was like look at this person who works here he works day and night he sacrifices his entire life like I it's great he's like I call him whenever he's he works 100% of the time it's it's like this is how good of the people we have here and I was like dude I, that does not sound good and I do not want to work here yeah. <laughs> like that was not that's not good. So yeah. hopefully that's actually um, a, real a new thing. Word. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hopefully yeah. the person who told us that is no longer at the club at some yeah. point. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. He's still technically employed by the club, isn't he? Yeah. Is he, so he's still getting paid then. Um, wow. I mean. Well, he's suspended, so I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, who's going to fire him? Deloitte Hansen? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dwight Hansen is still the president of this club until he's not the owner. Um, yeah. And he's still the owner operator. Even if the MLS has taken over the sale, yeah, which brings like, to our next item for lack of news about the sale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, to bring us down from the RSL way, which was uh, written at least in part by um, one of the greatest ever Ray Salt Lake players. Oh and no, it's not Ned Grabovoy. It's Tony Beltran. That's right. Who knows how to read? Which is great because <laughs> I worry a lot of soccer players don't know how to read. That's right. I would... Whoa! I just got a glimpse of Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo FC's new badge, and I do not like it. Anyway, sorry. Is this the first time you've seen it? I don't it's know. Just the letter H, right? It's, no, it's H D, but it's like it's got the baseball letters. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's a baseball cap logo. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Like same with. I I was on RSL's website and it has all the MLS teams on the top, and I was like, "Who is that?" And I was like, "Oh, ugly." Um. Oh, Charlotte Football Club. Wow. I forget where there's like still more teams. Oh, uh, one item that didn't make our news list but should have is the Montreal Impact rebranding. Oh, oh. Ooh. I have way more thoughts on that than I should as somebody who doesn't care at all about Montreal. But yeah, boo, that was a bad idea. All of it. Nothing yeah, about that came out looking good or being good or for good reasons or any of it. Club de Foot, Montreal. De Foot, just foot? Yeah, Club de yeah, Foot. Apparently it's French or something, French-Canadian, I don't know. Do they, I mean, the word ball exists in French, like it's still football in France, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Foot That's Club? A, let's see. Dude, uh, it's just, mm-hmm. oh, it's, a, it's a literal snowflake. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Like, Ah, so perfect example of like a bad circle crest. This one, it's bad. Yep. yep. It's not good at all. There's nothing redeeming. Awful. The more the, I mean, the more we, we move forward, I honestly think RSL sands the soccer ball has like one of the better crests in the league. I like to think of it as not a soccer ball. I, so there's a debate. There's been a debate and it's not a very like, talked about debate but it's either a flower or a soccer ball in the crest and i like to believe that it's a flower i like it more as a flower too i mean i know it's a soccer ball but i would like to see his flower but like literally make that a beehive and that's a cool crest yeah i mean i it honestly is a really good crest um and it's i like the shield i like it's really good i mean having the crown and the beehive on there might get kind of busy but i I don't know. I I think I I think we have a especially considering some of the other like Atlanta's is garbage. Chicago's they're already changing theirs. I don't like Cincinnati's. The Rapids sucks. The Crew good. Dallas bad. DC United very good. LAFC's I think sucks. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of bad ones. Nashville's horrible. Revolution incredible. Um. <laughs> I'm so glad we agree on that. I can't believe they still have that Crayola logo. Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> it's the greatest. That's and this is why I'm so mad about the impact because like the impact, like Montreal Impact as a name, kind of dumb. Their colors weren't incredibly unique, but they were. They stood out. They were. Yeah. You definitely knew that it was the impact, and they had like options. They had stripes on their shirts, and they could do different things with it. But you definitely knew it was the impact playing and. Yeah, that's been the team name for like forty years. Why yeah. would you get rid of it? Ooh, Philadelphia has a good, good crest. Yeah, like oh, do they? 
I forgot what they're Yeah, it's a, it's a good circle crest. I don't anyway. even mind Portland's. Like, I like it, Portland's it, a lot. It's, it's very iconic looking, right? Yeah, um, Portland's I, is good. I will say my my four year old niece, what when she first saw the the RSL crest, uh, repeatedly told me it was a flower. I'd say no, oh. it, it's a soccer ball, and she'd That's say, good. "Like no, it's a flower," and it was pretty great. So, That's cute. See, I I like her. I like her already. Yeah, she does have an RSL shirt, but. I once said, "Oh, are, are you're wearing your RSL shirt?" And see that? No, it's my soccer shirt. So you know, we've we've got some indoctrination to do, but we'll get there. Well, what, where does that leave us? I think uh, that's we've got one more item on notes and news, and that's that uh, there is no news about the sale. Well, we kind of already <laughs> talked about that. We did. So let me adjust the document so it reflects reality. Add one more thing on the notes and news, kind of a last minute audible, maybe. Yeah, sure. So I know you talked about this, Matt, on Twitter, and I kind of wanted to bring it up. Um, So the team started charging people for season tickets. Oh, yeah. And uh, that upset a lot of people, rightly so. Yeah. Um, And let me clarify something, Matt. Did you get charged for season tickets? No, but I, no, but they're they're in my parents' name. So, did your so parents get charged for season tickets? They didn't mention anything, so okay. I imagine they were. But I don't know. Okay, I know a lot of people got charged for season tickets. I was one of them. Um, that notably after, canceled last year. Oh yeah, yeah, and this is people obviously that had canceled. They called to cancel either because of COVID or because of Deloitte, and it was two separate. Giant pushes of people that canceled season tickets or deferred them to next year, whatever. They did something. Um, anyway, I know Matt mentioned something about it on Twitter. I mentioned it. A few other people mentioned it. It kind of became a little bit of a conversation. Um, but I just wanted to clarify a few things because I did talk to somebody at the club about it and got a little bit of inside info about what happened. Uh, for me, and this was the case with a lot of people when we called to cancel, um, we, they canceled our, our tickets. They refunded the tickets for the, for the 2020 season. Right. Um, and that, like I said, a lot of people canceled it because of COVID those people that canceled, a lot of them decided to just keep the charge, but put it for 2021. So they just moved the, the season tickets forward one year, basically. Right. Sure. So that happened. And then a lot of people called to cancel after the Deloitte thing went down. And that's the category that I fit in. Um, when I called to cancel, I got a refund on my season tickets. And I told them that I would not be purchasing new season tickets until we had a new owner, until Deloitte was completely out. Um, what they told me at that time was that we had to fill out uh, an opt-out form because we had opted into an auto renewal policy buying the season tickets we had to then opt out. And that was a separate form that we had to either go online or they would email it to us and we had to fill it out. And that's how we would cancel the automatic renewal for next year, which is dumb and stupid and should predatory. not have happened. It's predatory. Yeah, it's bad. Also, uh, not but Yeah, so anyway, I didn't fill mine out. They told me to, they emailed it to me. I just didn't do it. So that's my fault. Um. Um, it, it's my fault because they did like what they were supposed to do. They did their job. Eh. 
I acknowledge that they did their job, but and if you cancel your tickets, having to like do the auto renewal thing too, just oh no, like I said, I it's, it's garbage. And I told them that that was a stupid thing, and it is predatory, and it's not something that that should happen. I should be able to call and say, "Hey, I cancel, and I'm not buying any more tickets until I call you guys back," and that should be it. But anyway. Yeah. The reality of the situation is it wasn't, I didn't fill out the form. That's why I got charged. So when I called and talked to them, they explained that to me and that all makes sense. I ended up, they gave us the option of like just deferring your tickets until 2022. So again, not, not canceling your tickets. Again, not canceling. Um, but at least now that I know what's going on, I've now paid for 2022 already and we'll see what happens with 2021 because we don't have a schedule. We don't even know what the season's going to look like. It might be a lockout. So I told them, for me personally, not to worry about 2021. But there's a lot of people that are issuing like chargebacks or are getting refunds um, on 2021 for that. So anyway, the other big part of it is there was a lot of miscommunication about what was going on. And the team acknowledged that. There should have been like emails going out saying, hey, your auto renewal is about to happen. You're about yeah. to be charged a lot of money. And I don't think that happened for a lot of people. This all happened. Um, people noticed pending charges on a Friday, and it was the Friday before Martin Luther King <coughs> Jr. Day. Yeah. So it was a holiday weekend. And so um, they got charged on Friday, and nobody really was notified about it. There's just not that many people working at the club right now. And so, unfortunately, because of the situation, there's a lot of things that just kind of fell through the cracks. And this was just one of them. Whether like taking that's, people's money for your core operations. Yeah, whether that's excusable or not, up to you. I'm willing to give uh, the people, the individuals working there that answer the phones, I'm oh, willing sure. to give them the benefit of the doubt. But... That's not like a decision made by those people though. So yeah, you'd be nice to those people, but like pretty, pretty weird decision made by someone else. But yeah. Hey, so the whole thing was kind of a mess and it wasn't handled very well, but it wasn't handled very well because the people that are entrusted with handling it are like we said, still super overworked and still super understaffed because they're still furloughed. So it was a garbage situation and it was really stupid on a lot of different levels, but call your rep. They'll, they're happy to take care of you if you got affected by it. Just, I don't know. It was stupid, and I thought it was worth mentioning. Fair enough. All right. I think anyway, that's it. That's it. That Thank was a thing that happened, and it can be taken care of. And it is Good. being taken care of, I guess. Anyway. It did take several days for the club to uh, respond at all, so... You yeah, know. that was yeah, great. And that, that's something that I brought yeah. up specifically. And that was their reason was just that it's between like three or four people that are all way overworked and didn't, it was, so it was the ticketing department that like should have been emailing and should have been handling it and should have been taking care of it. And it should have been the communication department, the social media people that should have been responding to it. But just a combination of not enough people, holiday weekend, it, it was just off of, there wasn't that communication between those two departments is the way it was explained to me. And so, mm-hmm. it, like I said, it was just one of those things that fell through the cracks, probably shouldn't have, but. I, I, I think we can say definitely shouldn't have. 
I got the impression yeah. that it was just an honest mistake. So I'm willing to give him a benefit of the doubt, but it's definitely something that not handled well. So, so Fair here's enough. the big problem I have, and it's that um, this pairs really nicely for you know predatory banks who, uh, at the first sign of an opportunity, will take as much money as they can from you, right? Yep. Um, and issue fee after fee after fee, and like the potential for that happening, like still mid pandemic, hopefully maybe late quarter of pandemic, whatever. Um, it's I think it's unacceptable. Like really, no, it is, and that's again to go back to the conversation. That's basically what I told him was that it basically amounted to fraud. That's what it felt like. Yeah, no, no. Uh, our lawyer has recommended we don't say that they committed fraud, but oh, I'm not saying that they committed fraud. I'm saying it felt like fraud so. <laughs> <laughs> to me. My interpretation of the word fraud it it felt fraudulent, and it should have got there should have been a uh an apology at least from the club about it yeah yeah a twitter uh statement non-statement about it and yeah. there just really wasn't yep all right so, so we're at an hour and 24 minutes guys oh sorry oh, we're gonna yeah. move on to the analysis section of the <laughs> <laughs> or, so let's end on a little little okay. quiz i just something this is completely not soccer related but it is geography related oh great and um my favorite so okay i for some reason i i was thinking about this upcoming weekend the green bay packers are playing a football game Mm. uh, american football game i for some reason like I know Green Bay, Wisconsin, but I didn't. For some reason, I didn't really. Re- it didn't register in my brain that Green Day, Green Day, Green Bay is a city in Wisconsin. Like I just thought that it was like in Milwaukee or something. Because I, when I think of the big city in Mil- in Wisconsin, I think of Milwaukee. So I'm like, oh, like maybe Green Bay is just the area in which, uh, like, they just named it that. So I learned that Green Bay, Wisconsin, is an actual city, and. Hmm. The population, well, okay, so Lambeau Field, where the Packers play, um, capacity is 81,000. That's a big football stadium. Yeah. And it's like it's like uh, in the top five of the country. It's respectable. So what do you guys think the population of Green Bay, Wisconsin is? And there's also Green Bay, Wisconsin, and then there's the Green Bay metropolitan area. But oh. given their football stadium has – 81,000 capacity. What do you think the population of the Green Bay metropolitan area is? So if you were asking this question blind and I didn't think that there was an interesting answer, I'd say like <laughs> a million. Right. You would. Th- I would think that. Like the metropolitan area in ge- – so Trevor, what about you? I mean – Yeah, for greater metro of Green Bay to support an NFL team, uh, yeah, a million. Well, I mean like compared to the greater metro area of like Salt Lake, for instance – like around the Wasatch Front, like Ogden to Provo, it's it's. Uh, I think are we at like 1.5 million people in that in yeah, that span? That, that sounds right. There are the population of that whole metropolitan area in Green Bay is only 300,000 people. Like, <laughs> wow, their stadium cover holds 81,000 people, and oh, the population the entire population. Yes, isn't that insane? <laughs> that's like that's so crazy to me like really weird i mean obviously people come from all over 
like I'm sure I don't know how long the drive is from like Madison or Milwaukee to Green Bay to go to a, a Packers game. But like that metropolitan area is not very big at all. Anyway. Oh, wow. So, $18. From, sorry, what was that? You can take a bus from Milwaukee to Green Bay for $18. Nice. Yeah, Milwaukee is the close, though. I'm looking uh, at the nearest like, major cities. I'm going to say city that I've ever heard of before is Appleton, and that's 30 minutes away. Why okay, so Appleton? Milwaukee to Green Bay, uh, if you're driving, is about it's it's 117 miles. Yeah, it's two hours. Ugh. Yeah, I mean for an NFL game, I could probably see it. You've only got about 80 year, and I could see that. Mad- Madison's even farther away. Yeah, Madison's way further away. Matt, you asked why I know about Appleton, Wisconsin, why I've heard of it? Oh, no, it's actually – oh, sorry. No, it is farther. Sorry. Yes, yes, okay. I did ask that. So, okay. Story time. Once upon a time, I was uh, in bands and dealing with music a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was a lot more involved in the ska scene than anything else. Appleton, Wisconsin hosts a – or used to host um, one of the bigger – uh, music festivals, uh, ska music festivals, um, uh. back in the late nineties, early two thousands. And, oh, now I don't remember what it was called and that makes me upset. But anyway, yeah. Appleton, Wisconsin hosted a music festival, a yearly huh. annual music festival for like 10 years, I think. All right. That's why I know about it. So here it, wow. I didn't realize how close Minneapolis was to all this though. Wow. So it's four hours from Minneapolis to uh green bay which i think they call that the hold on let me figure out minneapolis has a well hang on you're about to make the point that minneapolis has a team right yeah well i'm you can call it the i-94 and some (laughs) other roads are the vikings located in minneapolis i thought they were weren't they i'm sure they are that's like their only big city in minnesota yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. Maybe uh, who the freak knows, dude? Maybe the Vikings are in Duluth, and I've just Duluth. been lied to my whole time, Duluth is my whole life. Not a big city. I neither is Green Bay, but here we go. Yeah, uh, Green Bay, like they're fan owned, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I don't really know how that works, but we should look into that. Anyway, <laughs> we've gone. We've gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mind though, because I didn't realize that it's three hours from Chicago to Green Bay. Yeah. Wow. That seems about right to me. It's one of their big rivalries. Yeah, Chicago's only like an hour away from Milwaukee. It's pretty close. The whole like east of Colorado portion of the U.S. is all kind of a blur to me. I know. Everything's all like close together and everything. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, okay. Except for the whole South Dakota, Nebraska, that whole stretch. Anything from North Dakota to Texas, I don't really care about. Um... It starts to get kind of interesting in the Minnesota, you know, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana vertical. The next vertical over is pretty cool too, but yeah, it's all weird though, you know. I should go on a giant road trip and uh, go see every freeway in America. Nashville SC is that what they're called? I, I forget. Nashville mm-hmm. Soccer Club. They're one of the SCs. Club de Soccer. Yeah. Yeah, Nashville foot club <laughs> <laughs> alright on that note um, 
we'll do some analysis of the roster in maybe yeah, a next time. episode. I don't know. Matters, yeah. maybe? I mean, it never really matters. Hopefully oh, we yeah. have a, even, oh, yeah. even have signing by then. Another one. I was going to say, great. once we actually have a schedule. As long as this team needs is a schedule to play games. Mm. As long as our new, new, any new signing hasn't played in Serie A, I think we're good. Oh, yes. yes, that's right. The notably the worst league in the world. <laughs> Famously. Famously, yeah, the there it is. Terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Good night. Good night. Good night, guys.